Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. Here with me is my uh, co-host, <laughs> Delanor. Hello, Dylan. Uh, roll to greet. Uh, that's a 12 plus charisma, which is obviously a 5. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How are you? Is that worth it? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, maybe if I roll more dice... Oh, yeah, there we go. That's what we're missing. Here we go. Oh, splash damage for all you D&D fans out there. Um, Sure. I had to take my... You didn't introduce... The the word is action for the week. Yeah, and well, it'll be in the title. (laughs) That's true. All right. I didn't even think of that. It's not even there yet. It will be when you're listening, though. Sure. Action... Action rolls, action die. Roll to initiate action. Action man. Um, you ever heard of action man? No. What is it? Uh, well, I remember it was uh, like a toy line. Uh, they had like weird commercials. But then there was like a, a bad 2000 Canadians like CGI series on Fox Kids. And it had... Uh, this song called Amp It Up, Action Man. And he would just go, Amp It Up, Action Man. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Um, the only thing I... I don't know. I can think of, like, Adventure Time, which is kind of close. And I know you brought up Homestar Runner a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And I looked it up, and I'm like, I have no idea. I still is. don't know. Still, I don't remember it at all. I don't think I ever did. Ah, uh, yeah, man, not even on my clothes, or... Yeah. I, I looked up all the pictures, and I don't recall it at all. Uh, you didn't watch any YouTube videos? Maybe. No. The, the voice might get you. You don't remember Strong Maybe. Bad Emails? Nope. Yeah. I was a big Fox Kids watcher, so I remember Action Man. I only had, like, two seasons. Um, but that song really stuck with me. I guess it was a callback to their... It was essentially, like, Britain's G.I. Joe. Hmm. Uh it was like this old 1950s like action man it was just an army guy probably like uh dressed like those dad's army no okay. uh, maybe i don't know i haven't seen that show but it's like gi joe like esque yeah yeah i mean he had a gun he was whatever he had yeah. all the accessories in the 1950s so but i guess he still lives on and they remake him and they re- i remember cuz yeah fox kids digimon the song stuck with me, and I was reading, uh, I was looking up the the guy's name who wrote the song, and he wrote, like, um, a bunch of, he wrote the Digimon, like, theme, too, so that's probably why it sticks in my head. I can't find his name. Oh, Paul Gordon. What is the Digimon theme? How does that go? Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon oh, are the right. champions. Yeah, I remember that, and I was like, oh yeah, that's one's... If you compare that to Pokemon, it's kind of lacking, isn't it? It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. is most, of, most of his theme songs were just yeah. saying the name of the, main, the protagonist, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Action like, man. Like, if you think of Pokemon, it's like, I want to be the very yeah. best. You know? It's really full of heart. There's a whole extra verse that's not even in, like, the theme, like, in the beginning of the show. Yeah, Paul sure. Gordon. He also, Paul Gordon did, uh, like, a Transformers reboot theme song, and, I mean, that's pretty much just <laughs> Transformers, robots in disguise. It's oh, yeah. also pretty straightforward, too. 
did you ever get into the CG Transformers, like the cartoons? Like, I think it was, what was it? Beast, Beast Wars. Wars. Oh, yeah. It was around the same time as Action Man. That's what else I was watching on Fox Kids. I had a lot of friends who were into that, but I, I don't know. I, they'd always, like, buy the DVDs, and I was like, it's cool, but I, I don't know. It just wasn't what I was into at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't go back to those, because the CGI is oof there's like it's just like no textures and like it's pretty bad i guess for the time i mean to be i i probably watched the whole series and then they had the follow-up series beast machines which was in the future i think they're well it was probably just on cybertron yeah i kind of feel like a lot of those series continued even after like power rangers i'm just like it like evolved so much and i'm just like I know Mighty Morphin, and that's it. And I know there's, like, Speed Warrior, Zeolite, yeah, Zeo Non... Lost in Space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They met the Ninja Turtles in space. Um, <laughs> that Paul Gordon did a Power Rangers theme as well. Uh, go, go, Power Rangers. No, he did the Wild Force <laughs> theme, which is, I didn't watch that series. I mean, I'm pretty sure there still is Power Rangers. Have you seen, there's like a, the mega movie where like every generation of Power Rangers gets together for this giant battle? No, but that sounds actually kind of cool. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. It's huh. like Super Senpai Wars or something, because that's the name of the show. Did you see the reboot movie? No, nope, still haven't seen it. I haven't gone out to see hmm. it. I mean, Elizabeth Banks looks pretty... I, the only costume I liked was her as... Rita. Rita Repulsa. Yeah, all the Iron Man-esque costumes. Brain Cranston as Zordon is a pretty good get, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never... I just didn't have any desire to see it. Our buddy uh, B3 got really into the Japanese, like, original one, like, Sen- Sente Go... Go Sente Die Rangers, or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, and I've watched a few episodes. I actually really like it, and it's kind of got a completely different plot. Like, I'm it's sure. kind of introducing the White Ranger as, like, this new kid who's, a like, a new kid in school and all this stuff. It's kind of cool. I did Did you ever know, like, that it was not, that it was a Japanese show as a child? Probably not, but I, I probably, if I did, I didn't care. Yeah, like, I, I think people told me, and I was like, eh, whatever. It's, I'm, you know. Yeah, I didn't, like, find out until, like, if no one knows what we're talking about, Power Rangers is, like... Surprise, this might blow your mind, because it blew my mind, but uh, that it's actually cut with Super Sentai or Super Senpai or whatever. No, Senpai is like a name, right? Sen- it's like what you call your, an older... Yes, okay, yeah, so Sentai, yeah, you, you said it, yeah. Sentai. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're old Japanese elders fighting. Um, no, uh, yeah, Super Sentai. Um, yeah, the Power Rangers was... For the first, like, I don't know, eight seasons or whatever, it was just, like, American soundstage, like, all that white kids out of their costumes was filmed in America, but they cut it with Super Sentai, like, Battle, which was the Power Rangers, Um, which I never knew as a child. I didn't find out until, like, probably my late teens or early 20s, whenever I Love the 90s aired, and I, I was like, oh... What? And then uh, I rewatched a few of them, um, probably in my early 20s, and it's so obvious. There's, like, Japanese writing in the back of the Zords and everything. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I keep thinking about you 
talking about uh, Jackie Chan adventures and just being like, it doesn't even sound like him. <laughs> no. <just> being like, <laughs> it looks like him. <laughs> I mean, it's a cartoon, but yeah. it's just like he answered like, the questions at the end of the show. How was it? titled Jackie Chan adventures. Oh. I was that is true. That part did throw me off. Yeah. yeah, I was too old to be watching it at the time. Also, <laughs> I was like fourteen, I think, watching it. I feel like there are some, like, probably stuff that a 14-year-old would like in there, though. Like, there's probably, like, some adult stuff, like, they kind of put in everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and what 8-year-old knows who Jackie Chan is? Or who Jackie Chan is? Or what? He's a master of martial arts. That's what. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess he was doing his rush hours in his movies then. So he's probably still pretty popular. Yeah, I guess I just have been deceived by children's television. I have, like, a theme of that. Yeah, when you watch action, do you, like, I know, like, we usually talk about movies first. It's like, uh, do you like, like, a uh, a Transformers-esque type thing where it's, like, this kind of nonstop thing? Um, I, yeah, like, I draw a line. I think there's... I I know there's two the difference between like a good movie and an entertaining movie. I like mm. entertaining kind of falls into like the popcorn flick genre where it's just like the spectacle of it is cool. And I loved the first Transformers. I was obs- like I thought it was great. I I do not feel that way anymore. Um but uh I mean yeah, there's plenty like the Marvel movies are they're fun. I don't think they're like cinematic masterpieces or anything. Right. But, uh, yeah, I I think the writing still has to be good though. Like, can't be just nonsensical. Yeah. Do you? I know we've talked about dystopian. Are you more? Do you prefer like high fantasy or science fiction? I know we kind of divide those two. Uh, probably science fiction. Um, so you'd watch Star Wars over like Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, are you the opposite? I feel like. Yeah, because I've always liked that kind of, you know, sword play, kind of knights kind of thing. Um, I, it is kind of weird to think about, like, uh, I I thought Avatar was like, eh, and it won, like, an Academy Award. Obviously, it's a massive movie, and they're making, what, five more already? <laughs> yeah, making is a loose term, but yes. Yeah. Planning could be another way to say it. I remember even after it came out, people were like, oh yeah, this, this is going to be a huge thing where there's like a million of them or, or whatever. Yeah, James Cameron always, he wants to wait until the technology, like, he wants each one to be like a different, like, leap in cinematic technology, but yeah. I mean, keep waiting around for that. I think they are making the second one right now, but yeah. I liked it, I again, think... the spectacle got me at first with that, but then it's, it's Pocahontas. It's for Gully. Did I think it's weird when a film like that, like that, won the Academy Award that year? Um, And I think there are films like that that win it because of like achievement more than like critical, you know, praise. Like I think Lord of the Rings: uh, Return of the King won for that year. It won the Best Picture. Oh yeah, yeah, it did. And it's just like, I think it's because so many people loved that series at the time. Like, The Hobbit didn't do that. But, you know, it's... And I think maybe one of the Harry Potters, it also. Um, did it? 
I don't know. Yeah, because I think it's kind of like, oh, you've had garnered enough success. Right. And, you know, whatever. It's achievement more than, like... Yeah. I don't know, people really being... It being a huge... And it was a huge thing, but it was, like... It's not for everyone, clearly. No. No. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, like you said, it's about the long journey there and everything that has come before it, I guess. Which I don't know. I mean, I've talked about my feelings on awards here. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's like um, Steve Martin got a Lifetime Achievement Award, I think, fairly recently. For um, banjo picking? Well, I believe it's his work in film. Yeah. Oh. He's a really good banjo player. That's true. But I think it's just like... His movies, I like them, but I don't yeah, think like, like they're ever going to be considered like great movies. Oh yeah, well, what has he been in? Like, what was his last film? I don't know. I don't like. He was probably in like was it cheaper by the dozen too. It was probably something like that, right? Yeah, I mean that's the last major. I think he's been banjo picking since then. Yeah, I don't know, like. Yeah, what's a great Steve Martin movie that'll go down in history? I mean, a lot of people say The Jerk right, is that. Right, that's what I figured was the go-to answer. But it's cause it's also kind of, like, dated and kind right. of, like, I don't know if it would hold up. I, I rewatched it recently and was like, I still enjoyed it, but I think it's just because of some nostalgia attachment to it. Yeah, yeah. No. Same with, um, I rewatched uh, Three Amigos recently to see if that still held up. It's a lot like um, Galaxy Quest. Oh, it, really? As far as the plot, except it's uh, like a western. Gotcha. Okay, I've never like seen Three Amigos. Plot. I have seen Galaxy Quest though. Yeah, you know it's that like come save us and they don't know their actors kind of thing. Like uh, a Bug's Life. Have you ever seen a Bug's Life? I, I've seen it, I don't remember the plot. They're circus bugs, who they think are fearsome warriors. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I know Ants came out along the same time. Right, yeah. John Lasseter was mad about that. He used some yeah. bad words. He usually doesn't do that. One of those films just, just has like a crazy touching. good cast. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, Ants? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they both... Woody one Allen was in Ants. Um, well, one of them has, like, um, like Gene Hackman and, like, 20 good actors in it. That's probably Ants. I, I think... Bugs Life has some sleepers, though. I mean, it's got... Uh, Dave Foley is the lead, and it's got Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, is it Phyllis Diller, I believe? Uh... That guy who's mad all the time. The ginger who's angry all the time. Conan? No, he's mad. Like, <laughs> Dennis Leary. Is it Dennis Leary? Oh, he's the ladybug, yeah. isn't he? Uh, David Hyde Pierce is the stick bug. <laughs> I, know, I know the the cast of Bugs Life better than... <laughs> so, I mean, it's clearly like a... If you compare the two casts, it's like one gets destroyed because i think the other one is like gene hackman and like christopher walken and like all these right. like crazy like huge actors for an animated film yeah that was probably yeah because ants was a little raunchier yeah it's been a while uh what did you write down as your kind of idea as a, of a movie 
as for action um yeah have you seen no you haven't i know you haven't seen atomic blonde uh no have you read the charlie's yeah yeah have you read the comic at all no i didn't know it was a comic yeah i guess it's a comic um but yeah it was 2017 2018 it came out but yeah charlie's there on like kicks ass in that movie and a lot of the choreography is like her doing it uh she like learned on set that and the director saw like okay she can remember like 20 consecutive moves and she like kept going and going and like realized how good she was at fight choreography and there's like there's this really long shot of her like at the top of the stairs beating up a bunch of thugs and it's just one continuous shot i believe and it's it's pretty brutal there's some like brutal fighting in that is she like some type of like sleeper agent thing, or is she just like a badass? A... She's just a spy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, there's a lot of who is she a spy for? Like, uh, okay. uh, may not be so clear cut. Do you think that's realistic? Like a little small lady beating up like a huge dude? Um, I mean, I watch Buffy. So <laughs> that's re- I. But do you think that's realistic? <laughs> uh, uh probably not right i'm not trying to be a dick but i like i feel like if you're like a i don't know how tall she is but like a five five lady beating up like a 300 pound man i'm like it's not happening yeah the physics of it don't really work um but who knows yeah i I don't think she beats up any like brutes of dudes in it because she's a spy so she's pretty covert up until like the end where but yeah, it's not like clean choreography, like nice karate or whatever you see in like other movies. It's just like brutal shoving people through into the wall and crap and just like breaking stuff. And it's a good, dirty fight. Hmm. Well, that I kind of buy more than just like if it was like a person trying to use like precise karate. Like I think one of those, um, what the hell's his name? That martial artist who did Ip Man? Jackie Chan. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. I can't remember the guy's name. She is no Jackie it's like, Chan. It's like Donnie Yen or something like that. I can't oh, yeah. Oh, I know that guy. He's in... I don't think it's him either. Oh. Damn. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was oh. in that. Was Donnie Yen in that? Or was... <laughs> Maybe. It's been um, a while since I've seen That was that. Chow Yun Fat, wasn't it? Who was... Crouching Tiger? No, I have not seen Crouching Tiger. Or what other movie are you asking about? It Man, I haven't seen that. Either. Yeah. No. That's something you don't particularly care for, a martial arts film? Oh, I do. I almost watched it the other night, actually. I just saw it on... But isn't there a couple versions of it? I feel like there it, is... It Man or yeah. Crouching Tiger? It Man. It Man, there are three. There are three, but okay. it's like a sequel. Yeah. No, I have no interest in Crouching Tiger. I did try to watch it once, and it was just boring to me, that one. Yeah. I saw it as a, when I was much younger, like, when it came out. Yeah. I, I remember being like, what is this? It's weird. Yes, that was about, uh, yeah, when it came to video, I saw it. Yeah, I just never had interest in it. I do like old school, like, Bruce Lee martial arts. I should use that for action. Yeah. Have you... Have you seen the one with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that Game of Death, I think? Yeah. I've seen the one where he punches the big ice block, and he's just like, bah, is that the same one? But I'm not sure. I can't remember. 
That's I think the one I'm thinking of is the one he's going up like a big tower, basically. Yeah. Different people. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. Bruce Lee, the master. Um, did Did you see the one with uh, where he fights Chuck Norris? No, I haven't seen that one. Very young Chuck Norris. He wouldn't even work. Oh, really? No, oh, that's yeah. great. Before Walker, I so. does he have a beard or a goatee? I don't think he does. Oof, gotta check it out. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of I don't know, like I think the first one I saw was Enter the Dragon. At least. Uh, yes, me too. Yeah. Classic. Seemed uh, to be like the most accessible one. There is like a I remember this kung fu movie or martial arts movie where. I can't remember the name of it, but they have like this hatch that they throw and it decapitates, it like lands on people's head. It doesn't cut, it does decapitate them, but not like a frisbee, like it lands on top of their head and then like <laughs> does like some sort of like mosquito net or something drops down and then chops off their head. Huh. I think the... It sounds familiar, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I remember watching it in college though. <laughs> Did you ever see those um, Quentin Tarantino ones? Not Kill Bill. He had these other ones called uh, Man with the Iron Fists, I think they're called. No. And it's got, like, the RZA is in it. No. It's very strange. I haven't checked out many sure. Quentin movies. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in that really weird one a few years ago. It was, like, 13 Assassins or something. Oh, <laughs> right. It. And it bombed. Yes. Yeah. Where people liked Keanu Reeves again. I know it's the the whatever it's called the Keanu sense the Reeves sense. Yeah. I can't Something remember like that. the Renew. I can't know. I don't. I wrote down a uh, collateral. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm, uh, that's the one with uh, is that Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise? Yes, it is. No, I have not seen it, but I remember when it was coming out, it was supposed to be very good. Yeah, I, I really remember liking it. He's like, uh, Amy Fox is like a cab driver, and Tom Cruise is like a hitman. He's like making him drive him to, to his hits. It's very strange. Yeah. I really like it. Is there a good action? Is Tom Cruise like... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I remember... He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I never saw, like, any of the action. It was pre, like clips on youtube days and stuff um but i remember just seeing the commercials and it was just very like tense in that cab it's just very a lot of dramatic tension in there thick did you ever see uh last samurai that's tom cruise right also yeah. no i did not no that's that's a good one too that one's it's a lot of people kind kind of complain about that white knight kind of right yeah has, but it's an enjoy it's a very pretty film he always has to be like the good guy he's never the bad guy collateral is the bad guy is he i guess he is yeah, yeah. he's 100 percent the bad guy <laughs> but i mean is he ah <laughs> uh, what about epic thunder yeah, he's, he is in that. He is pretty gross. I guess that's right. I've, I've heard, like, he has to always look good and stuff. And he, like, has it in his contract that he won't do, like, gross roles. But he was gross in that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, like... I know you like a dystopian movie. Have you ever gotten to the Mad Max series? 
I saw Fury Road. I haven't seen any of the originals. Have you... Not even Beyond the Thunderdome? No, I know like the references to Thunderdome, but... Sure, yeah, Master maybe. Blaster. Yeah. Have, uh, and I watched Turbo Kid. <laughs> That's a big Max ripoff. Um, uh, yeah. But have you... Yeah, have you seen all the old ones? Or I've seen the first one and the third one, which is Beyond the Thunderdome. But I, and I saw parts of uh, Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're strange. <laughs> yes, they're like the continuity in them is also like weird i've heard like the first four like are all over the place if you watch one then three you won't know what happened yeah <laughs> i don't think if you watch them all in order i don't think you know what happens like people one die and then come back or... yeah one is way more like nuanced like i remember it still being like society's kind of still being around in that one really but it, it's been a long time since i've seen like it, I think it's just starting to decay and him kind of taking the law into his own hands. I probably would like it. I mean, that's a lot of dystopian. That's like one of the first dystopian movies. It's well, I don't know what. When was Mad Max made? Was it the eighties, seventies, eighties? Yeah, I think it was eighties. Yeah, um, there's probably others before that. I'm trying to think what, as far as like dystopian stuff. Do you. Oh, actually, I was thinking, do you like Mel Gibson? Mm, what have I seen Mel Gibson in? Like, I know he's a bad dude. Mm. Um, man, I don't know if I've seen, a, I've seen him in What Women Want. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I know of Mel Gibson. Braveheart? I haven't seen Braveheart. I haven't seen... Patriot? The Patriot. I haven't seen The Passion of the Christ. Was that him? No, he was the director. I don't yeah, think I know he's not. Yeah, it's James Caviezel or whatever. But he directed yeah. it, right? Never Correct. saw that. I know how it ends, though. Um, well, I don't <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't think I've seen a lot of good Mel Gibson movies, to be honest. Did you see the one, uh, the Ransom one? Oh, yeah, Ransom's great. I do love Ransom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we watched it in screenwriting. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, like, we didn't finish it in class. I was like, I need to watch this. And I watched it, and then we rewatched it again in screenwriting. We watched it all, I believe. We did, but I was too impatient in between, like, classes wow. to, like, I was like, oh, Ransom's on Netflix. I'm watching Ransom. Yeah, oh, great movie. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is good. good in that. Give me back my son. I don't think that's yeah. him. Is that him? Yeah, it is him in that movie. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> him and I can't remember. Who the, is it like um? There's a Wahlberg. It's is that one guy of the who's bad guys. Bad guy. Oh, um, yeah. he talks about the moral. It's like Gary Sinise. Yes. Yeah. 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 Is it him? I think so. He. Always I'm pretty sure you're right. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of always playing a bad guy, that Gary Sinise. Yeah. Plays a bad guy. I think in. He's like a character actor who always plays a bad guy. Him in like Powers Booth. Just yeah, well he has that voice. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like uh, well Christian Slater. Does Christian Slater play any bad guys? Because he has that voice too. I feel like he should be a bad guy, but he's always playing a good guy. At I least in Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. Do you know what it is at all? No. 
Oh man, you gotta watch Cleaning the Cube. Uh, it's it's young Christian Slater. It's like an 80, 80s movie, and he's a no good skateboarding punk. And this is a good action movie too. It's like quintessential like kids eighties movie going after like secret organization and like fighting them. But um, yeah, he's a skater punk. He's got a adopted Asian brother who hacks or somehow stumbles or maybe is working for some shady company and and the shady company ends up killing his brother and Christian Slater and his ragtag group of skateboarding friends have to I don't know figure out what's going on and guess who one of his friends is pro skater has several video games (laughs) yep very young Tony Hawk plays a pizza hut delivery driver that's cool and yeah, it does a lot of skating. It's probably a stand-in for Christian Slater because there's a lot of like bad stunt double skateboarding in it. They decapitate oh. a head with a skateboard. It's oh. great. Like while doing an ollie. I was just thinking of something. This is completely unrelated, sorry. I was watching a Conan a Conan clip that was Conan was talking about doing like a twenty-three and me thing. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I don't think so. He talks about he went to do a genetics test and he's he surprised his doctor because he's one hundred percent Irish, <laughs> which wow. is almost impossible. And what that means is the doctor is like that means you're inbred. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Oh, I... <laughs> and he pulled up his pants so it would kind of like kind of come like tightly to his like crotch and inner region his legs are so long and like he was talking about like has, it's like it makes sense like, he has like look a at mutant leg, yeah yeah and his torso is so short he's so deformed oh my god oh that's tie that in that's... have you seen deliverance oh yeah we watched it in uh, high school oh. for video production right that's strange. I heard about a teacher getting in trouble for that recently. They showed Deliverance oh. and saying, like, I didn't know. I I'm think, like, yeah. It's like the most known thing about it. I'm pretty sure, A, our teacher didn't care, and B, it was pretty, like, he taught two classes, and they were both the video production classes. He just taught them no. at different times of the day and then would leave. Uh, and, yeah, pretty sure we didn't care either because... Our grade was just sitting around watching movies. Hmm. Which kind of sucks when you are the only kid in the class who wants to learn video production. <laughs> when you're in a cake class. Uh, I know the feeling. I had an editing class that I might have mentioned. Yeah. Uh, that was, in college, that was terrible. Uh, the first week of classes, our teacher's like, all right, so I'm going to be on vacation until the last week of classes. Jeez. Until then, uh, you'll have this interim guy that's also the entire, the IT guy for the entire school. All right, good luck. See you then. He Ouch. came back, and we are just like, he's like, all right, so show me what you learned. He's like, who knows how to do it? And he said, like, some technique in there. I'm just like, what? No. Like, what is that? Or like, is that the transition thing? Is that what that is? He's like, no. And like... It was just like, oh, we got, like, part of a week of, like, editing class. Oh, man. Great. Tenure's great. (laughs) Yeah. You can just take off and get paid for your job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the reasons why I'm like, oh, that's college was totally 
not worth it. For yeah, me. that part. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should watch. Yeah. Deliverance. I was not a fan. He did fast forward through the rape, but I still was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably good. Burt Reynolds was great, but that's it. That's the only good part. Ned Beatty is in that too. I hated him in that. I thought his acting sucked. John Voight in it also? Yes. Yeah. And I only, yeah, from at that point, I only knew John Voight from Holes, Ned Beatty from, I'm not sure what movie he was in, but I knew him from some stupid movie where he probably shelled out (laughs) to be in there. And Burt Reynolds, I probably knew who Burt Reynolds was at that point. Have you seen Smokey and the Bandit? No. That's a good movie. I bet, yeah. I know they reviewed um, Blues Brothers 2000. Have you ever seen the original Blues Brothers movie? No. That's That's a good movie, too. Yeah, I know. The first one. Yeah, the first one, not 2000. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of on my my wall of shame that I haven't watched that. Maybe we can do uh, for our segment that we unveil at some point that, that movie an old movie right yeah it's older than i am yeah so i consider that old what did you write down for i know like tv shows i kind of feel like i i veer towards comedy so much and like i never like i watch dragon ball z but it's like it's not really tense it's just kind of like yeah you know what's gonna happen i don't know yeah um i what do i watch for tv uh i won't I, I had down Daredevil, the new one, um, better than the Ben Affleck, not the Ben Affleck one, the, some British guy, um, Charlie Cox, but it's got some, like, cool ninja action in it, uh, do I watch, I don't watch a lot of, oh, I, I watch The Flash, <laughs> um, that's, that's not really action-y, heavy, he's mostly crying most of the time, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and, yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I I think TV is more comedies for me, my Rick and Mortys and stuff like that. Um, it's not mostly watching anime now, which I mean, there's some actiony and some not. Uh, but yeah, Daredevil has, I mean, got some. It's just great, like I said, great choreography. But it, that's one of the shows where there's like so much brute. It can be kind of brutal and like. I can only take so much of it at a time. It's like one or two episodes. I can't. I gotta take a break after that. So, are they going to continue that show, or is that show ending? That's done. They canceled all the Netflix ones. I think the Marvel Television, which was responsible for those, just shut down. Like this week, that production arm shut down. And awesome. It's all controlled by the Marvel Studios now, which is like the movie department so yeah those are all gone which yeah that kind of blows because they're they were decent they some of them at least hit or miss i guess yeah with anime like i feel like one punch man i really love but i'm kind of like the action is like so can be so brief right yeah like yeah that's literally the point there's exactly there's a lot of build-up sometimes like and I've heard that about DBC too. There's a lot of trash talking, and then it's like, ah, now we'll yeah. get to the action. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. One, uh, yeah. I just finished the season two of One Punch Man, and 
they needed like an excuse for one punch man to be taken out of like the entire plot pretty much so they send him to like some martial arts tournament where he it's mostly him waiting or talking to other contestants rather than fighting the big battles that are actually going on throughout the entire season i felt like they just ha they needed a reason to like have a drawn out battle because once spoiler once he gets there it's over pretty much one punch I mean, it's in the yeah. title yeah did you like the second season i think we mentioned it briefly yeah uh, i did um i i although i was kind of unsatisfied they left a lot of things just unanswered like hanging out in the air which i guess speaks well it's like all right well, hopefully they'll continue and do a season three but I wanted some answers, like, we barely briefly saw, like, Speed of Sonic or whatever, and he, you end with him, like, eating something that'll have, like, a huge effect on him, but they never show it, and that's, like, in the middle of the season, he's just, like, doesn't come back for the entire season. Yeah. But They kind of set up that stuff with King. Yeah. King. Yeah, I liked him. I, I think he had a good back... Yeah, and... It kind of, I liked, there was, I felt like I learned a lot more about the characters, at least in this one, uh, more diverse cast with yeah. like seeing all the S ranks and stuff, metal Third bat. Dynamic. Yeah. I liked yeah, the metal bat a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, seeing uh, the bad guy who I already forgot his name. Uh, Garu? Uh, that guy? Yeah, Garu, yeah. Yeah, I liked him as a bad guy too. I thought he was a compelling bad guy like oh a human who wants to be a monster that's pretty cool yeah because i yeah i see <laughs> like a little boy rooting for the antagonist i was like that yeah i know it's kind of it's weirdly compelling how you're kind of like rooting for him and then like also not rooting for exactly him. yeah yeah it's this weird feeling because you're like because he's like such an a-hole to everyone then he's also trying to protect the kid right and There's even like his his whole like compassion for monsters is kind of rooted in having sympathy for them as a child and then yeah so he's kind of sympathetic and that's why he wants to be a monster but then his like goal is to just wipe everyone out yeah yeah it's, it's well written definitely yes yeah indeed I wrote down K Project, also sometimes it's called K, which is an anime. Uh, it's a, kind of about gangs, and it's about a murder that happens that's kind of like, stuff flares up a war between these two, like, supernatural gangs. It's very pretty. It's very, like, cool. a great animation to it. I, special, not special K, what'd you say? It's called K or just K Project. It's K on Netflix, Project. I think. Yeah, that sounds neat. And they're kind of like have magic stuff where it's like one is kind of like this fiery kind of clan, the other one's kind of like an ice clan. And all these weird things with like kings and whatnot. There was also this weird anime I watched. Um, uh, it's kind of like the Japanese version of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oof. Is it just as bad? Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, all the characters are named after famous authors. And 
their powers are kind of like usually named after one of their books and then like one of the <laughs> and their power has like usually they just are weird powers like there's this one guy who's an author a Japanese author named Usamu Dazai and his, he wrote a book called More Than Human and he has a power called I think it's called More Than Human and it makes it so and I don't know like the power like hardly ever connects to the book name <laughs> He doesn't become a bigger human. No, he just nullifies other people's powers. Oh, huh. Yeah. No, that doesn't. So, like, it's not like Ernest Hemingway is just a raging alcoholic. His power no. is to drink. There, there is, like, an American, like, team of bad guys. Oh, of course. Of the main bad guys is um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Is <laughs> his power to throw ragers like his his power is called the great cats yeah hell yeah and the more money he spends the physically stronger he becomes <laughs> that's great oh man yeah it's very strange there are a lot of like weird battles it focuses on this kid who's like uh i can't remember his name but his power is called like tiger in the moonlight and he's kind of had this weird cursed life of like there being a tiger stalking him throughout his whole life. Huh. And then he finds out he's the tiger. Oh man. Oh, that yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's not like entertainment. It's not like wishbone. No. It's, um... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's great. like a it's like a shonen anime. A lot of fights and stuff. I wonder if they, like, have to use works that are within, like, public domain now. Maybe. That's a good question. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if they used... I think that they set up, like, a new season and, like, the new bad guy was uh, Dostoyevsky. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that was, like, a female author, and it was, like... I want to say uh, the lady who wrote, like, Pride and Prejudice, and I can't remember which one that is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but her powers is like, she can essentially stop time for herself, but she, uh, like, basically she goes into this room where time stops, mm -hmm. and then, so she becomes like, she's a really good strategist. Oh, that's able cool. to kind of <laughs> She can just think forever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, man, uh, they should get Edgar Allan Poe in there. He'd be have some morbid power i'm sure yeah i think that they just started a new season so maybe and that might get me into reading who knows i did check out some of those books because yeah. they're all like japanese authors I've never heard of. one of the guy's powers is called rashomon but his character name isn't like akira kurosawa so it's like it's just a Japanese thing. Like, it doesn't fit in with the whole, like, context huh. of the things. It's very, I don't know. That bothered me. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like they if have a lot of concern for context, maybe. They should have, like, uh, oh, who was I thinking? Oh, man, I had some great authors, and now I can't remember. I was going to name some. Oh, Charles Dickens. Yeah, they should have him. He should, like, scrooge people and make them poor. Oh, he should be the enemy of... Who is the strong guy? Uh... Oh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, him and Charles Dickens could be, like, Harry Potter and Voldemort. Uh, what did you have for music? 
Oh, the Action Man theme. And just talking oh, okay. generally about... Uh, yeah. yeah. I wrote down um, the mashup of Duel of the Fates, Battle of the Heroes from uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Oh, it's yeah. Anakin's fighting Obi-Wan and Yoda's fighting the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's that is a good one. That's more Yeah. Probably the best part of the prequels, I think. I think so, yeah. Just that that last battle goes on forever. Um Who does who does the the John Williams orchestra, right? Yeah. Oh, that stuff's great. Oh yeah. He did something recently that I saw him attached to. Was it E.T.? Maybe it was E.T. That's not recent, but... No. <laughs> I was just I was listening to something about E.T. the other day. Oh, yeah, he's just great, John Williams. It's so operatic. Such I mean, it's a space opera. Did you have a book? I feel like a book would be a weird one. I had, um... Yeah, it was weird, and that's kind of why I was, like, um... I picked something I thought was weird. It's a Buffy book, but it's based on a video game. A Buffy video game. So it's a book based on a video game, based on a TV show. Based on a movie. (laughs) Uh Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh... Like, um... Yeah, it's the novelization of the Buffy, Chaos Bleeds. Uh, second video game, I think, for xbox gamecube all those that generation but it was all it was about like the multiverses of buffy connecting and i had played the game and then i bought the novel and i was like oh that's gonna be so great the reading the novel and i was kind of like i it was kind of like a study to see because as i thought about that i was like how do you write combat like video game combat into a novel how do you make like just punchy combat compelling so it was kind of a study into that to see uh, my curiosity bled um, about it, to see how combat was written, which, I mean, surprisingly, I don't know, it wasn't a great book, so <laughs> the question was still it, hangs in the air. Did they, I feel like, yeah, it can really vary when it, if it's not a comic book. Like, there are things right. that I think that in a comic book that even though it's still kind of like a picture like you you get it yeah there's a certain like uh i don't know you associate just the physicality of it um yeah yeah, i mean it's not great they obviously they changed a lot of it so it wasn't like you're doing search quests or whatever but um yeah and the battles were quicker than in the game you didn't have to fight your boss battle for 10 minutes following the same pattern but I don't know. It was just brief combat, pretty much. It wasn't anything that it really took with me into my fictional writing. They uh, did just start a reboot for the um, kind of like well, the Buffy comics. I think like I think it's um, it's set after everything, but it's kind of like they're setting up a new series. That it came Interesting. Fairly recently. Yeah, I know. Joss was gonna do a season of something i wasn't sure if he's doing a different show than buffy it felt very buffy-esque though but yeah they did like season eight and nine in comic form um which i kind of i read a little season eight and just kind of fell off that was probably the most like issues of a comic book that i've ever read um, yeah 
Yeah, yeah. You did. Did you have a comic book? Because that probably makes more sense for action. Yeah, I did. Mine is called Rising Stars. Um, it's by Michael J. Straczynski or J. Michael Straczynski, who wrote uh, Spider-Man for like thirty something years. Nice. <laughs> he wrote it for a crazy amount of time. Yeah, and he's also written on Thor and some other stuff. Um, but it's this old '90s uh, comic book that I I think I saw it at oh, Newbury Comics when Newbury Comics was still in that strip mall. Yeah, Rising Stars. It's this. I think I mentioned a book called um, Midnight's Children. Where it's uh, a bunch of people get special powers closer to the uh, a certain amount of time, which I think was midnight, which was bordering on the Indian Revolution. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a similar concept where it was like a comet like flew by Earth, and all the people that were kind of born on that day got special powers, like a bunch of weird special powers. Huh, like superpowers, telekinetic yeah, powers, of, all, all kinds. All kinds, yeah. People got different stuff, like. It focuses on this main guy who kind of got these electrical base powers, yeah. but there's like the guy who's just got like crazy super strength. There's this girl who um, her power is to turn into like basically your ideal person. So I would see her differently than you would. Ah, cool. That's nifty. That's good to have. And it isn't something and she's always just doing it she isn't like uh you know it's not it's a passive power yeah if i talk to like video game speak you know oh so it's always happening what happens when she looks in the mirror does she see herself or see it mentions it but it's always like it never really says Mm. yeah of course i think she just sees herself how she always has I don't think it ever well, that'd shows. be nice. I mean, self confidence is good to have. Build that self esteem. Yeah. I hope I would see myself in my the mirror when I wanted to see whatever. What if you just with saw hair that though? Like, yeah, that's your ideal self. Yeah, it shows you, but with like lustrous hair. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, like um, uh, like Jade Pugent of F <laughs> AFI. Have like this long, or you have like the hair of uh, the guy from Coheed and Cambria or something. Oh, yeah, that man, I don't know if that's so manageable though. That'd be that's like having a pillow built into your head though. That'd be awesome, yeah. Yeah, it just got a ton of action. It's kind of it's a little bit older, and I don't know, it's probably dated, but I just remember really liking it when I read it. It's got a lot of cool action and stuff and a lot of intrigue because it's kind of watchman-esque a little mm, bit gotcha. too let's do with a murder figuring out who it's one of the powered community but they don't know who oh neat yeah did you have you read watchman oh. uh i have yeah have you read doomsday clock no oh, i hear not so great things i was curious well, yeah I think they're trying to tie the Watchmen into the DC universe, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's where a lot of people are like, yeah, don't like that so much. Did you read Watchmen? No. Um, what about Sandman? I know you're kind of like Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah, and no, I have not, but I do like Neil Gaiman, and I would like to. I definitely want to get into more of his stuff. Yeah, that's one. It's. It's, uh, they're heavy reads as far as kind of, like, content. Like, they're really cool and interesting, but, like, 
they kind of go through different arcs. Like one of them is about an arc of um, a serial killer convention. So it's like the Comic Con, but it's all for serial killers, uh-huh. and it's all these people who are like collecting body parts and all this good stuff. <laughs> it's very strange, and like the head of it is like someone from the the dreaming of like the main guy's world or whatever. Oh right. Hmm. Yeah. It has to do with this family of, um, I think they're called Endless, and they kind of rule over various territory. There's Dream, which is the main guy. He looks like Robert Smith or something. <laughs> Death is one of them, and she's like a super gothy girl. She's hot, man. <laughs> yeah. They, they do draw her as like a, a hot, like, alternative girl. Yeah. Well, everyone's in love with Death. Sure. That is like a, a tro- kind of like a weird trope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do it, for death? Yeah. And at, I think at the very end of the series, they like tie in like some DC stuff. Like I think Batman appears. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is this, is it DC or DC had like an I, independent branch, didn't they? Is it? In, isn't that Dark Horse? Right. It's uh, dark. I thought it began with an I, like image. Her image was Ninja Turtles. IDW? Yeah, it might be. I, I think IDW is Ninja Turtles. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. I know iZombie is in it. and it's, Yeah, because it's not a DC property, but it's like an independent property that I found out was owned by DC. It's something. Yeah. Uh, it's going to turn into another. What did you write down for a video game? Um, well, I had a question. What's your favorite fighting game? I mean, you know I used to rock Smash Bros. Right, and yeah. wrestling, wrestling games all the time. I don't really do them anymore. Like, I I have Smash Bros., which is, like, a current game. But I'm, like, kind of like, eh. Everyone's I, I don't know. too good online to play against, honestly. Yeah. And, like, I all the wrestling games are just, like, they've gotten so complicated now, like, and that new one's a mess, but they, like, even since a few years ago, like, they made it so it's, like, much harder for, like, someone who's casual about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I've i heard a lot. The, like, the recent wrestling, like, licensed wrestling games have all been, like, really crappy, crappily ported or whatever, and stuff really bad quality, really yeah. buggy, I've heard. Um, have you seen any clips of that new one that came out? Like, it's people, like, flying around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't tell if it was, like, something that was edited or done on purpose. And I was like, oh, no, it's the newest wrestling game. It's just bugging out. Did you ever... Have you played any Soul Calibers? Uh, yeah, Soul that was Calibur. probably one of my favorite fighting series. Because I think I just liked ringing out people. Like, I liked that you could just, like, throw people out of the ring and that would count as, like, a win. Yeah. Yeah, I like the like the three D arena they had where you can move like around in a circle, kind of. Yeah, and they um, I kind of like that they all had, kind of had weapons. Like mm-hmm. a Street Fighter, like I didn't hate, but it just never appealed to me in the same way. Like I think, like I think the newest one, it's beautifully made. Like, and I think it's good, a good looking game. But like, it's it's another thing where it's like the online community of it is so intense yes like, oh, street fighter super competitive i remember going to the barcade and people had like 
those special controllers because there was a Street Fighter tournament that was on console, but people have like those arcade like tabletop buttons and joystick to still play with. I like the concept of the first Street Fighter, which have you ever seen the arcade version of it? It's like just two the big buttons, yeah. Where it's like yeah. you have to hit them depending on how hard you hit them is like how hard your character will hit. It's like oh. the whole point of it is like that you actually have to have like endurance and stamina like in real life to play it. That's cool. But I wish it was more like that. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, that's why it's Street Fighter Two is probably more popular than Street Fighter One because it, yeah. it was just traditional. Yeah, but I think like there is something to it where it's like people have like gotten so familiar with it that they learn the animation. They're like barely looking at like what the game is like they can kind of pick a main and combo so long that like yeah once the first like part of the first kick has been thrown the match has been decided right. essentially <laughs> yep. like that's just what this series is now for the online community yeah it's just waiting to find that opening opportunity yeah. to get in there yeah combos i'm like that's not you know that to me is like not gaming yeah i always i suck at combos like any like Mortal Kombat, I'm terrible at Mortal Kombat because it's all it's mostly just like knowing the combos pretty much. Yeah, I played Injustice, which is the Mortal Kombat engine, but I liked that because you could, there was like an option you could like put your favorite combos like right up on the screen, so you could just go to them and they're there. There was like they did make um, a bunch of Dragon Ball Z fighting games, like they had that fairly new one called. Uh... Dragon Ball Fighter Z or yeah. Fighters, which it the the style is really cool, but I'm not. They had one a few years called uh, called uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Three, super long title, but it was um, completely 3D fighting. So oh. basically, you could fly upwards, downwards. You could go. It's like an open. It's you like think of it as like an over the shoulder. Kind of Got, thing. Yeah, yeah. Were you locked on to your enemy, or could was it just uh, free roaming? You could be. Okay. You could free roam, or you could be locked in. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's like you like flying around, like, shooting blasts, or you could kind of like power up, and you could like summon like better attacks and whatnot. Interesting. And if you're a certain characters, you could like go super saiyan and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've heard great things about the Fighter Z one, the recent one. It's, I mean, I you look at it and it's just like watching the show i guess it's like the animation's so great and they trash talk each other a lot yeah it isn't like 30 minutes of like them just yelling it's like ah! <laughs> and then they like throw a punch i'm going to power up now i'm powering up yeah yeah uh i i worked on far cry have you ever been in that series? I've never played a Far Cry game. Nope. You you're familiar with it though, right? Uh vaguely. I work with someone who is like really into the series. Yeah, I'm not like super into first person shooters because usually it's like a Call of Duty. Yeah. Or like a Battlefield, and kind of the majority of the life of it is like online and like everything it's super competitive yes but a lot of those games have really good single players not all of them like i think the newest battlefield was like multiplayer only yeah yeah they for like in the past five years whatever they just 
a lot of those FPSs were just multiplayer only, multiplayer only. That's why yeah. I never really invested in a 360 or a PS4 because yeah. I felt like that was the majority like, of it. Some of those older ones, like I, I think some of the older like Modern Warfare ones have like these amazing stories on their single players and they're like people really love them and like even some of the Call of Duties like they're kind of hokey but they're but they're really good. Um, Far Cry is it it does have a multiplayer version like in some of the games but like it's just like a single player thing where you're kind of like just like uh in some of them you're like a mercenary but yeah. in some of you're just like a dude who's like essentially becoming a resistance fighter and it's you like clearing camps and like hunting uh stuff for pelts and all this weird stuff some of them you like they have like an elephant locked up in like a cage and you shoot the lock and the elephant goes on a rampage and kills everyone <laughs> is that in is five the newest one? Five is the newest one. Uh, that one is set in America. Isn't it like yeah, some weird dystopian America? Uh, they made a new one called New Dawn, which is kind of like uh, it was a newer game, but it was much smaller. Uh, it was a dystopian thing after they dropped nukes on America. I think you're in like Montana or something. Yeah, isn't there like yeah? There's like camps of yeah bad people. They're like cultists, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. They're following this like, <laughs> bro cultist leader. Yeah. It's got like a, a top knot thing. Oh. Man, man bun. Definitely going with the times, yeah. Yeah. But the five was really good, and I really like four. Four is probably my favorite. Everyone loves three. That's the guy who is this guy. Uh, bad guy, Vas Montenegro. He kind of has this famous speech about insanity. Mm. It's kind of well known in gaming communities. No, I've not ever heard that one. Yeah. It's him kind of talking about doing the same thing over and over again. It's like the definition of insanity. And then if you like, get free, you're captured, you get free, and you get captured again, then he asks you again. Like, he says the same thing to you. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you just get stuck in that cycle? I, I think it's trying to imply something more than what you were understanding. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you just die in the cage? Uh, I don't think that's it, but there is definitely some weird supernatural element to this game at points. Oh, there There's is. Also some Interesting. Kind of, well, it's it's implied to be drug stuff, too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, drugs aren't cool, but yeah. that's why you take them in video games. Which are safer. Right. Yeah, in 5 they kind of have like this thing where you can kind of have these companions, which are these kind of like, I think they have six people and the other two are animals. Like one is, like one's a dog, nice. one is a, a bear, and I think that they have one, uh, the bear is called Cheeseburger. Uh, yeah. And then they've got, a, oh yeah, they've got a mountain lion called Peaches. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a, is there a lot of pe- Jeez, oof. Is there a lot of pink in Far Cry 5? Or That's, yeah, New Dawn, there's a ton of, like, like plants have kind of, like, regained life, and they're all kind of weird looking. Yeah. Like, like radiation or radioactive stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've heard. I just remember one of the newest ones. Lots of pink. Yeah. They kind of make, like, they, uh, uh, 
a smaller one in between their main releases. Like, there was a, a Caveman one that they released after 4 called Far Cry Primal. Was that good? That's interesting. I can't think of, like, any Caveman-esque games. They just released that new one called um, Ancestor's Legacy or something, and it's where you play, like, a monkey. Whoa. Yeah, it's very strange, and you're like, it's kind of by the same people who made Assassin's Creed. Whoa, are you, <laughs> so are you like a monkey assassin? No, but you're like a monkey, and you've got like a little tribe and stuff. It's like uh, Mankind's Odyssey or something like that. Do you evolve? I believe so. Oh, I was just thinking, like, you were giving me the idea, like, what if you got a game like Civilization, where you like have different civilizations over time they i don't know that it goes that far but i think it is like you learning to use like tools yeah yeah man i just came up with that idea that has that you just told me about (laughs) that was just created that's cool i that's interesting ancestors the humankind odyssey yeah i want like a game where you pay like (laughs) the the i don't even know i'm really i was really bad at history i'm trying to worse at world history the guy who discovered bronze and ignited the bronze age like i want to i want a game like that there's probably something like that like if you look deep enough or there's probably some like weird thing where that guy's in there but he's like in he's an assassin or something like in um assassin's creed syndicate uh, they had that DLC where Jack the Ripper's in it. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I love profiting off serial killer. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, they also in uh that same game in the main part of the game, one of the guys is you meet Charles Dickens, uh, you meet Charles Darwin. They don't have superpowers. Uh, <laughs> no, but like sometimes they give you weapons that kind of relate to like various characters that you meet, like you know different enemies and stuff. And one of the weapons is. Um, Charles Dickens cane sword. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's famous. Of course, it's famous cane sword. Charles Dickens. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's cut it. Cool. Cut hard to right. the Animabe. Huh. That we talked. Yeah, briefly. cut hard to tears. Yeah, um, this is... Did you cry? I was very excited to know this. Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> it was pretty rough last night. Um, we are... This is Animabe Revisited. We're going back to Anohana. Uh, oh, what's the full name for it? The... Uh, we still don't remember the name of the flower we saw that day. Correct, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I should... I meant to look up which episode uh, we first touched on this um but i'll put it in the notes uh or I mean, we do the first three yeah always usually initially. yeah i'm trying to think of which episode of the podcast you can go back and listen to if you haven't um heard about anohana we still don't know the name of the flower we saw that day uh but yeah so you're going to completely spoil it by the way yes i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in depth on the last four episodes uh mostly because i I kind of watched the middle three or however many over time. So, but the last four I I watched within the last week. Uh, let me get my notes on this. But yeah, uh, 
I mean, this show is very... It caught me off guard. I don't like dramas very much. I guess I call this kind of a drama. Um, yeah. With, like, some fantasy elements. Uh, but it... Uh, I, I thought about this after, like, I... I was caught off guard, I think, the... Like, the innocence of animation, you kind of, I feel like I at least associate, or a lot of people do associate animation with, like, children's entertainment and kind of innocence of it, and, um, but anime is not always like that, and it's, like, I think, yeah, it's the innocence of, and especially, like, this one, it's not, the color palette's nice, it's colorful show, it's not crazy stylistic, so I felt yeah the innocence of animation is disarming and it kind of like kind of lulled me into a false sense of security maybe because this show like hits you like it tears at your heartstrings it really just like rips at them (laughs) fiercely um yeah yeah yeah. well i talked about the first three episodes the show is about guy named gene ton and he is haunted by the ghost of uh a girl who was in his group of friends who died i think it was five years prior um or maybe a little more but yeah i mean they were kids then yeah i think they're like high schoolers now right um yeah and uh it's about them trying to kind of fulfill her wish to ascend to heaven so she's not stuck there anymore and gene ton's the only one who can see her and he kind of he goes through his core friends who are well, he doesn't really have friends anymore, uh, but now he's gotten back together with Popo, a funny guy, uh, Anuru, this girl who has loved Jinton forever, just huge love pentagram star, some sort of shape going on here. There's a lot of people who yeah. have... What I took away from this show is, if you love someone, guys, tell them. Don't wait until they fall in a river, okay? Um she uh yeah so there's anaru uh there's yukiatsu who's just this dick prep preppy guy who was also he was in love with menma the ghost girl and uh suruko suruko yes um who's just the kind of hard-working quiet girl pretty much who's in love with yukiatsu um, they all love each other except Popo. He just loves himself, <laughs> and I love Popo. He's ah, uh, he's so great. He's probably my favorite character in the whole show. Just the big lovable guy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, so I kind of like I said, I watched the middle three episodes over time since I, since we first started because I liked the show too much so much I just kind of returned to it on my own, and. So, uh, yeah, they kind of, the kids come up with the idea to build a rocket to, they think if they build this big old firework rocket, then that's kind of fulfill Menma's wish, um, and get her to pass on. So they're all working together. Yukiat, that starts to come out that maybe you know yukiatsu had a thing well no he definitely did because he tries to sabotage everything um he definitely had a thing for menma and that's why he's super jealous and just gives jinton a bunch of shit all the time um he's a real asshole except right up until this point where 
they he really bears it all when um they go to menma's parents and menma's parents they don't like the idea of trying to remember they're just trying to move on with their lives except for the mom who's just miserable and just cries all the time which i mean understandable but yeah um but they like they don't want on her anyone to honor her and they're just like nope that's you're just being kids stop doing it um but there's a point where yukiyatsu like approaches the father in a parking lot and he just like bears his soul and he like gets down on his hands and knees and is crying i was like all right he actually like he actually feels stuff <laughs> like he like admits his love for menma to her father and he just wants to honor her i thought that was that was really the only moment i like him because he shortly returns to being an asshole after that <laughs> like doesn't yeah. really stop until like the very end um yeah that 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 was um brutal there's another scene where the mom like chews all the kids out where she's she kind of pretends that she's excited they all come over to kind of go through menma's things and menma's mom pretends she's excited about it and goes along with it and then a, there's a point where she just kind of breaks down and like grabs what's her name Suriko's arm and is just like you guys think it's a joke that you keep coming over you think it's this light funny thing but I I have to live with this all the time and she's just like it's really awkward and they all feel it and yeah uh, they're um so yeah the I mean the middle the meat of the middle is them coming together Jintan working his butt off to help Menma pass on taking on jobs he started out really depressed and lazy but now he's like working really hard taking on two hour too many hours than he can handle uh the the friendships all some of them they really start coming together and that's i felt like i thought that was going to be the wish like she just wants you all to be friends again guys like come together and be as one but it uh it seems like they're too fractured to do that and um eventually they can all or at least oh how there's... They find out kind of about uh, Jintan's mom at some point. Yeah. How she was going through, I think, cancer yeah. or something. She was dying. Yeah, and um, he goes to visit her on her death day, or the anniversary of her death with his father at one point. And then Menma is trying to communicate with the rest of the group, and she starts calling them. And everyone's like, how, like, why weren't why were you calling us Jean Ton? like you're calling us from your house and then he like explains no i was at my mom's grave you dicks and like i was like that's where i was so then they they the there is a realization that hey menma's alive and they could have shown her this all the time the whole time because i had this question before menma helps Jean Ton cook and stuff so she's actually like lifting physical things in the air what else does everyone see when she does that? And then that's apparently, like, by episode, I think it was, like, nine. There's 11 episodes. Episode nine, she, like, starts, she lifts up a diary or something. Like, how does that happen? I was like, why didn't she do that before? Like, uh, 
Yeah, they, they realize she's alive when she starts, and she helps, like, serve them food, and they're all, like, freaking out because food's floating in front of them and everything, so. Well, she's not alive. She's... Oh, yeah, she's not alive, but she's there. She's, like, her, she is there. Jean Tan's not making crazy stuff up. Um, I just felt like it could have happened earlier. Uh, but, I mean, it, it shouldn't have, as far as dramatic narrative purposes. Uh, but yeah, they, she's able to communicate through diary. They still can't see her, but she can communicate through her diary to them. Um, and they're all like, they're really ramping up for this rocket by the end of episode 10, I believe. And it's, she starts disappearing by episode 10. She like notices she's a little transparent when they're getting ready to launch the rocket. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like, uh, there was two episodes left before my yeah I had two episodes left and I was like this they're all this is gonna happen and they're all gonna break up <laughs> like this sucks like it's gonna end and they're all gonna go their separate ways like there's two episodes left and I'm definitely gonna be crying at the end of it and um, yeah I felt like the rocket isn't the last episode episode 10 is them it, it launches at the end but it's like this really i felt it it was this long slow like burn like uh, there was a fuse to it too but the, i guess man was it all a metaphor a long slow burn but yeah it just uh, launching it and um it i mean spoilers it's all spoilers it doesn't work and we find out I that it because of like they weren't doing it for her really their heart wasn't in it for the right reasons everyone kind of had their own selfish reason for trying to get her to move on rather than actually helping her and it's, it all comes to this really brutal crying fest where everyone's standing around crying outside um is that at the shrine yeah at the shrine and they kind of have this huge confrontation and fight between all yeah, and that's when all the love comes out, like, I love him, and, like, there's a lot of themes of, like, being invisible, obviously, because she's a ghost, but, like, Anuro feels invisible to Jinton because he was always in love with Menma, and, uh, the, the, the Sukiara? I can't remember her name for the life of it. Sukuru. Suriko no, is uh she's always felt invisible to because she's in love with Yukiatsu who was in love with Menma who Jintan and her had a thing and then Popo was just always he said he was always vying for attention he was kind of the little shit who was just like always ignored so like there's this big theme of like invisibility to it and you know tell people how you feel guys and before it's too late and yeah, I mean it was a big sob fest, and you know, got me to me too. Um, but yeah, what really got to me was I, the ending where she does eventually get to move on. She, she's kind of getting weaker. Menba is getting weaker, and she ends up writing notes to everyone. And the notes are pretty sad. Like it's just like, I love the way you like Popo. I love how funny you are. It's just like these nice I love notes, and like Jean Tons is. Jintan, I love you. Like, I want to be your wife or whatever, which is something they had said earlier to each other. 
It's just like this nice cutesy kid's way of saying it, like, I'm in love with you, and it was really nice. And then they can all see her, and it's like this really, it's this huge callback to when they're children, because they're making all these hide-and-seek metaphors and yelling, I found you, I found you, and they even flashes back to kids saying that, and it was, they they all just give her strength, and it was kind of the the cry and the goodbye that kind of lets her pass on because you find out that the the wish she needed to actually the wish she wanted fulfilled wasn't a wish that they needed to fulfill for her she was fulfilling Jean Ton's mother's wish by like Jean Ton can't be strong and he can't be this guy who doesn't react and he needs to feel and he needs to feel with his friends sounds kind of perverted but he needs to <laughs> well yeah i think she says he's trying to be strong yeah he he refuses to cry yes exactly and that, and that he is trying to kind of bottle everything up and that she wants and so minma's trying to fulfill his mother's wish which which he does i think earlier in the earlier in the final episode yeah he starts to and then he's like no i gotta you gotta say goodbye to everyone and he picks menma up and like carries her to the house and then she disappears like from him even yeah maybe because he cried i don't know but yeah he starts freaking out and she disappears but then she reappears to everyone and that yeah and then you know the music my favorite thing except here when the like theme song kicks in at the end of an anime <laughs> like you're like oh god <laughs> well they played in uh in insert song it's a different song from the theme oh is it the end song I think it's the end, the end credit song. Uh, I don't think it is. It's I think it's a different song. It's called Secret Base. Oh, oh, jeez. Well, yeah. The, if you I knew that. If you read the lyrics, they're really sad. I bet. Yeah, actually, the dub is all right to watch on this one, I'd say. The dub's pretty good on this. Um, yeah. I definitely recommend it. Uh, it blindsided me. I did not know I'd like this so much. Um, yeah, uh it's it's got heart it's gripping it's only 11 episodes it's easily accessible the dub is easy to watch i mean yeah but yeah they yeah they're all saying goodbye to men i thought it was gonna end like that because that song kicked in but then there's a little extra where you know they're all they're all friends again they all have this big experience i mean when you see the ghost of your dead friend who died when she was nine years old because of it's your fault i guess that brings you together <laughs> They also have a movie version of this where it's called, I think it's called the, I don't know how to movie, but I think there are parts of it that are 10 years after this, like they kind of fill in some holes Ooh. that happen after this movie, huh. but it's also a story of this movie, so I think it's also got like, it fills in some little plot elements. It. It isn't like a replacement, but it's just like if you watch a show, it just makes the show a little bit better, basically. Cool. I'm well. I'm definitely gonna check that out because yeah. yeah, when it was, I didn't want it to end either. I was just like, no, don't go, guys. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Did you cry when you watched it? I'm sure I did. Yeah. There's there's a lot of points. Like each episode probably is a good cry moment, and like I don't know, I watched plenty of shows that have drama in them but this one like i said the i felt like the just kind of blindsided me yeah i've got some more um 
That's some more like different anime that have kind of like I think Clonod, which I think they finally put on Netflix, is uh, it's kind of like the thing where it's like, oh, you're gonna cry. <laughs> Great. Um, there's one that's fairly new. It's a few years old now. It's called Plastic Memories, and it's about um, the sentience in uh, robots. Who? That's by the same company. Oh man, AI. Kind of same thing. Yeah. That's up my alley. Sci-fi crying. <laughs> Sci-cry. Uh, yeah, they have one called, I think I mentioned it out here, called Little Busters. Yeah, I remember. Which is, a, yeah. That. Charlotte, that's another one. Yeah, they've got a bunch of stuff that's, like, by this specific company that's, like, it's all fodder for you to just <laughs> ball. Yeah. There's one called Angel Beats. Hmm. That's really, just, it's a bunch of kids we're kind of like meeting in like this kind of heavenly place neat yeah yeah I mean, yeah anna yes i'm i i'm sad that there's i'll watch the movie i'm glad to know there's a movie but i'm sad it's over sweet all right well we can wrap up then i i assume and you yeah. can contact us at whole gd show pretty much everywhere whole gd show at gmail.com at whole gd show on twitter facebook.com slash whole gd show uh caleb orion does our music find him on spotify streaming services rate and review us on itunes or wherever you listen tell a friend did I miss any plugs? I feel like I might have missed... Oh, wholegdshow.pondby.com is our website. But, I mean, if you're listening to episodes already, you, you really don't need much out of that. Where can people find Jeff? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Shaw doing jokes and art stuff. Uh, still working on the YouTube thing. I might have. But... I might film a thing for it this weekend, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got oh, do you have the access to it? I'll get it. Oh, sure. It. Yeah, I figured yeah. out. All right. All right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch all you GD listeners in the next GD episode. Good GD. Bye. Bye.